thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. It's uh, great to be up in Barrow and Furnace. Always, always. And uh, great to see friends old and also uh, see one or two new faces or quite a few new faces here from last time I, I was here. Um, it's just great, isn't it, being able to get back to a little bit of normality in life. Um, you know, we know we're not through this thing as yet, but it's so good that we can meet together corporately, so good that we can get on with our day-to-day -day lives, and, uh, and it's a real, real joy to be with you today. Um, I... I have to say, I, I, I think I'm wearing the wrong things today. I, sh I, I should have brought some body armor with me because uh, I, I see that Shirley Waters is actually in the building, in the service whilst I'm speaking, and Shirley normally isn't in, so I usually feel safe, relaxed, uh, totally at ease, but now I'm on edge. And uh, I'm just waiting for the heckling to start, the abuse to come my way, a few things maybe to get thrown at me. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, but we love you, Shirley. <laughs> so, uh, I, I've been given the subject this morning of Jehovah Shammah. I understand that you're looking at the names of God. Uh, a friend of mine, Dwayne White from the States, he always says this, a name denotes a nature. Uh, and so when we're talking about the various names of God, we're talking about a revelation of who God is. It's an unveiling of his character, of his nature to us. Uh, and the, the name I've been given this morning is, is found only once. In, in scripture. Uh, it's ever so interesting. Ever since I've come to Barrow and Furnace, I've always seemed to be given subject matter where it's only once in scripture. You, you know, I had, I, I'll never forget the time I had to speak on Potiphar's, uh, on, on Potiphar himself. Scripture hardly says a, a thing about Potiphar. It says plenty about yeah, it was when Shirley was in charge. It, but plenty in Scripture about Potiphar's wife. We could go all, all day and all afternoon on Potiphar's wife, very little on Potiphar. Well, today I've got the one verse that mentions Jehovah Shammah. Uh, and it's uh, Ezekiel 48, 30, verse 35. And it's talking about the city of God. And it says here, the name of the city from that day shall be called, the Lord is there. Or 
other versions might, might put it this kind of way. The Lord is ever-present. Uh, I, I want you to know this morning the Lord is here. He is present. Uh, the Lord is ever-present, always present in our lives. You know, one of the terms that theologians use a lot is the term omnipresence. Just simply means that God is everywhere. I, I don't know about you, but that totally blows my mind. That some person over this side of the room can hear the voice of God this morning, can have an encounter with him, their lives can be radically touched, and yet at this side of the room, the same thing can be happening to someone else. Not only in this room, but in this nation. You, you know, I've traveled up the M6 today. Uh, from the wonderful town of Lee. Most people have maybe never heard of Lee. But, but today in Lee, there will be people who will be hearing the voice of God, having an encounter with him, just as we are as well. Totally mind-blowing. Brian Houston, the pastor of Hillsong Church in Australia, he was uh, uh, traveling uh, one day, and he had one of these long stopovers in airports. I don't know if any of you have had long stopovers. Uh, I, I think I've had too many now in my life. I've, I've reached an age in my life where, where the appeal of, of sleeping on metal benches in airports has long since gone. But, but Brian Houston was having one of these long stopovers, and, and those of us who travel, we've all done this at times. You get your passport out, you start flicking through your passport. You look at the stamps that are there. You start to think, oh, I've been there, I've been there. Brian Houston was doing that. He was going through his passport, looking at all the places he'd visited, really impressed until the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And the Holy Spirit said, you think that's impressive. I can be in all of those places at exactly the same time. I want you to know this morning, he is with you. He is with you always. He is ever present in your life. He promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Jesus said these words. He said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Always with you. Always present in your life. Whether you feel he is with you or not. You see, I think we need to understand the presence of God a little bit. Uh, because the presence of God is like two different ways in our lives. There's the presence of God where we just simply know he is with us. You know, that is a fact in our lives. You know, I always believe it is good to live based on the truth rather than based on our feelings. Our feelings are up and down, they're in and out. You know, sometimes our circumstances are good and so we feel happy. Sometimes our circumstances are bad and so we don't feel so, so good about it. But we can't base our, our relationship on God on the ins and outs of what's going on in our lives. 
we have to remind ourselves his presence is always with us. That is a fact whether we feel it or not. But I'm so glad that he is an experience waiting to happen. I'm so glad that we can experience God, that we can feel him, we can touch him, we can know him, we can encounter his presence. See, my girls have left home now. We, we've actually been in reversal in our family. Uh, we're currently in between houses, so we're sofa surfing. We've had nine weeks sofa surfing with one daughter. We're now in the process of sofa surfing with another daughter. Uh, but many years ago, they lived with us, not us living with them. Uh, and when they were at home, I remember with particularly our eldest daughter, Charlotte, she, she used to hide away in her bedroom, you know, usual teenage activity. You know, she'd be in her bedroom. First thing that we noticed when she moved out of the house was how much our electricity bills came down. <laughs> because you'd go into the room, uh, and of course, everything was plugged in. Hair dryer, hair straightener, you know, lamp, big light, you know, television, laptop, iPad, iPhone, the, the whole lot, you know, everything plugged, plugged in. But you know, she used to live in that room. It, it was the center of her operations. You know, we, I, I used to say to Alison, walk straight past the room. Because if the door was slightly open, the other thing you would notice with our daughter Charlotte was there were piles of clothes everywhere. Because she, she would always get changed three times a day. Uh, and, and she would just drop the clothes wherever she got changed. But you know, she used to hide away doing her teenage stuff up in the bedroom. And then there was tea time. And suddenly... Yeah, we'd go to the bottom of the stairs, we'd shout up, it's tea time. She'd hurtle down the stairs, she'd almost kick through the door, and she would be there larger than life, because she's quite a large character and personality. She was always with us all of the time, just present in the house. But there was a moment when she would come through the door of the living room and we knew she was with us. And I believe it's like that with God. His presence is always with us in life. But there are those times he comes and he kicks the door down and he steps into our lives and he shows up and he shows himself to be God. You see, the book of Isaiah says this. It says when we go through the waters, we will not be overcome. When we go through the fire, the fire will not touch us. I want you to know this morning that all of us at times in life will go through stuff. You know, it says when you go through. It doesn't say you might possibly go through. All of us at times in life go through stuff. 
But that's the other thing I want to encourage you with. We go through it. It doesn't remain a permanent feature in our lives because God brings us through the other side. And it says when you go through the fire, you will not be burnt. When you go through the waters, they will not overwhelm you. For some of you this morning, you feel as though you are being overwhelmed. It is like one problem after another problem, one circumstance coming and overwhelming you. But I want you to know it will not overcome you. You will come through the other side and it will not touch you. Psalm 91. Wonderful psalm. I'm sure many of us have been praying Psalm 91 over the last 20 months or so when we've been in the middle of this pandemic. But in Psalm 91, it says this, that he will deliver us out of our trouble and that he will be present with us. And the thing I want to encourage you this morning is this way. It says he will deliver you out of trouble. What he's talking about there is a tight spot. The, the actual Hebrew, it, it means something that is limited, something that is tight. Have you ever been in a tight place in life? Bit of a tight spot. You, 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 you know, you feel as though, I don't know if there's a way out of this at all. I've been in a few scary moments in my life. Uh, I remember getting on a wonderful copper airplane to, to fly from uh, uh, Lusaka up to uh, Kitwe. Everyone told me to go and book with this particular company. Uh, you know, they said the flights are really cheap. Get the flights there, Mark. So anyone says to me, cheap flights, I will get it. And so we got cheap flights, copper air. Uh, I remember go, going, walking out, out of the terminal, across to where the plane was, and suddenly noticing that no one was walking with me. They were all walking onto another plane, Zambia Airways. Uh, I thought, why is no one coming on Copper Air? Then I sit down on my chair, Copper Air, <laughs> air chair. I want to say this, it was moving. Uh, it moved underneath me. And I thought, if this moves underneath me, what else, else moves on this plane? And you can imagine, I'm starting to feel a little bit... Bleh. This is a little bit scary, but I'm on here. I've paid for my flight. I'm going ahead with it. Uh, and I remember having an internal conversation with the Lord. And I said, Lord, here I am. I'm on this plane. Everything seems to move. It doesn't seem safe at all. But I believe you've called me to Zambia. 
and I believe because you have called me to Zambia, I will get up in the sky, I will get down at the other end, and I will fulfill the reason that you have sent me to this place. I want you to know when you're in a tight spot, when you're in the plans and purposes of God, when you're walking in his will, he will always deliver you. He will always bring you out the other side. Romans 8, we quote it all the time, says all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Do you love him this morning? Is there a call upon your life? I want you to know there is a call upon every single person here. You are called to the purpose of God. The reason why you're part of Springmount Christian Fellowship is because together you are on a journey and you have a call collectively together and your individual part is to be part of what God is doing through you as a community. That is your purpose. And today, if you love him and you're called to his purpose, then the guarantee is this, all things will work together for good. He turns situations around. He works everything out for us. Final thing I just want to touch on this morning is... Where is his presence found in this passage in Ezekiel 48? Presence is directly linked to the city. Where is the city of God? It's the city of God now just located somewhere in the Middle East. Or is the city of God actually made up of Jew and Gentile together us, the people of God, the bride of Christ, the new Jerusalem that is spoken about in Hebrews and in Revelation, are we now that city? And as that city, the Lord is ever present with us. You know, we plant churches and oversee churches and what I always say to our guys is this, you know, we not, might not always be sit, all singing, all dancing, have it all together. And we can live with that, you know, because we're all on a journey learning all the time. But you know, the one thing I always consider as non-negotiable is the presence of the Lord that people should be able to know and sense the presence of God when they're amongst us. You know, Joe Bloggs doesn't come in off the street and say, ooh, I feel the presence of God, hallelujah, shabba-dabba. And it uh, uh, <laughs> doesn't do that at all. Joe Bloggs will come in and say something like, there's something about the atmosphere in here. Or they'll say, I can feel the peace. Or, or there's just a joy and a love and an acceptance I can feel. They'll, they'll say all of those kind of things. 
But what they're talking about is the presence. (laughs) And I have two simple objectives with churches. The first is this, that I have to shut people up from praying. You, You know that people are so full of prayer that eventually you just have to say, come on, we've got to get on with our lives now because they're just so full of prayer. And the other thing I always say is this, that I have to kick them out of the church building. Because if you notice, when he is present and people know he's present, actually what people do is they don't want to leave the, the building. <laughs> it's not that they want to sing songs and pray and do spiritual stuff. They just want to be around. But the reason they want to be around is because he's here. His presence is here. And it creates an atmosphere of belonging and love and of acceptance. Let me say this in conclusion. There's a song written many years ago. Uh, That's the worrying thing now. I'm reaching that age where (laughs) nostalgia starts to kick in. Keep me from too much nostalgia, God. (laughs) But, But there used to be a song we used to sing in churches, and there was a line in it, and it said this, the highway to your city runs through my heart. Almost 40 years ago, I started on this journey with the Lord. And the thing that I've given myself to for the last 40 years is twofold. Firstly, the Lord, but then secondly, his church. Because to love him is to love his church. You know, I I hear people all the time slagging church off. Let let me say this, we're not perfect in any way. (laughs) But Jesus died for the church. He bought the church with his own precious blood. And that is how much the church means to him. And in the same way, I believe that's how much the church should mean to us. And our lives should be a twofold laying down. A laying down of our lives for him. And a laying down of our lives for one another, the church of Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to encourage you. He is here. He is present, and because he is present, you can know him, know his voice, know his presence. He will deliver you out of all your troubles. You see, that thing about a tight spot is this, that God's plan for each one of us isn't that we live in that tight spot. Psalm 16 tells us that he brings us in to an open, spacious place 
And I want to speak over your life individually and speak over you collectively today that his plan, his purpose for you is to bring you into a wide open space where you can fulfill everything that he has called you to fulfill. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.